this part of Organic Matters, I'm going to mention something I talk about a few times a year, but one that's really been a problem in the last few years. And this is that there's an area judge out west that actually restored an Endangered Species Act that had been canceled during the Trump era to give Trump's friends a few hundred million more dollars in their pockets because when there's no Endangered in Species Act, you can do a lot of things on the land you can't do otherwise. So let me kind of get this going for you. And I might add, this is from a fact check place called Tree Hugger, Sustainability for All, and it's peer reviewed. It's where you ought to get science from in, instead of standing in front of the TV. A federal judge in California tossed out a Trump era change to the Endangered Species Act that had removed protections of hundreds, not a few, hundreds of species of endangered animals. United States District Judge John Tiger, interesting name, <laughs> vacated a series of regulations enacted back in August 2019 that severely limit protections and allowed officials to consider economic cost when making decisions about saving a struggling species instead of worrying about the quality of the Endangered Species Act itself. The court ruling was in response to a lawsuit filed back in 2019 by Earth Justice. That's a nonprofit environmental law organization on behalf of seven environmental and other animals rights groups. The group said the changes threatened to overturn years of protections for species and habitats that were critical for their survival. I might mention to you the Survival Act, the Species Act itself was in, partly enacted and really worked on, on the good side by, of all people, President Nixon. The actual Endangered Species Act itself was passed back in 1973 to preserve and protect threatened and endangered species and, this is the big thing, their habitats. And that's where the rub came. This decision is huge. It's a big win, folks, for those of us that like wildlife because it eliminates several needless and illegal barriers that made it more and more difficult to help protect the impaled species themselves especially those threatened by long-term effects of things like climate change, um, animals like wolverines, for instance, and enable them to receive comprehensive ESA protections. I'm personally glad to see that the administration acted as quickly as it did to address the ongoing biodiversity crisis by protecting more species and rescinding the remaining regulatory rollbacks that were not covered by the original lawsuit. This was kind of wordy, so I'll try to fit it so a way it's, I hope it sounds simple. Before this recent decision, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fisheries Service had already filed a voluntary remand motion in response to the lawsuit in order to partially rewrite some of the ESA regulations, but ask the rules to stay in place through the process, which can't, could take several years. Instead, the court chose to vacate the newer 219 regulations instead. Now, the reason U.S. Fish and Wildlife and National Marine Fisheries Service did the, their kind of voluntary remand was because they didn't, believe, they didn't like that the law had been canceled anyway. They didn't want to get involved, but once it was legally canceled, they really had no choice. Now we've put it back in their hands. So anyway, as I said, the court chose to vacate the newer regulations. In his ruling, Judge Tiger, I love this, wrote that neither of the two services actually evinced any desire to keep the 2019 ESA rules intact anyway. So instead, the Fish and Wildlife Services has announced its intention to rescind those rules 
anyway. Incidentally, Earth Justice had filed the original lawsuit on behalf of the Center for Biological Diversity, Defenders of Wildlife, of which I'm a member, Sierra Club, of which I'm a member, and National Resource Defense Council, as well as, of course, the Parks Association. Then a new group I'm not familiar with is the Wild Earth Guardians. And the biggie that, that really promoted this was Humane Society of the United States. The court spoke for species desperately in need of comprehensive federal protections without compromise. In my mind, threatened and endangered species do not have the luxury of being able to wait under rules that aren't even protecting them to begin with anymore. And just as a reminder, folks, when we say threatened species, if it goes extinct, it will never be here again. We can't reproduce this out of the air. So it is important. We don't know the total involvement of species within any particular environment. So killing them off is probably not a very good idea. Another good thing is the changes include lifting the blanket rule, we called it, which are additional protections for species newly classified as threatened. The Fish and Game Service says it intends to reinstate those protections anyway. Under the Trump administration, species like the Northern Spotted Owl and the Gray Wolf lost all of their protections. And we've been years, especially with the, the owl and to some degree the gray wolves, trying to get them back to basically the verge of extinction. And then overnight, they wiped all that out for a few years. Didn't do the species much good. I think the best way to uphold the Endangered Species Act is to do everything we can to ensure it remains effective in achieving its ultimate goal, which is recovery of our rarest species. The act's effectiveness rests on clear, consistent, and efficient implementation, said the U.S. Secretary of the Interior, David Barnhart. My estimation, and I've been watching this for 50, maybe 60 years now, the Trump administration's assault on the nation's most important wildlife protection law made no sense when he did it. It didn't do anything, it didn't do anything but help line the pockets of a few of his rich friends, and even less now as we see a biodiversity crisis unfolding globally, with more clarity than ever each day. The court's decision ensures that the previous administration's extinction package, is what the, our animal rights folks and friends call it, will be rolled back so the ESA can do its job preventing the extinction of our most vulnerable species. And folks, it affects, yes, our country, but it also, if we practice what we preach, other countries take better care of their wildlife and their biodiversity. While thumbing through looking at updates, I did come across another little thing that I like. The Center for Nature Diversity filed a lawsuit over a sale of seven public lands, oil and gas parcels in Kern County, California, where I've happened to have collected some reptiles in my life. When that, that law was rushed through at the very last couple of weeks of the Trump administration, these are the first parcels sold under Trump's flawed 2019 plan, which also challenged to open, tried to open, one million acres of our public land to drilling and fracking. A bad move for the climate, a bad move for us, our human health, a bad move for endangered species, and incidentally, to right where they opened it up was the San Joaquin kit foxes and California condors, which I've actually dealt with a little bit with an old friend of mine named David McKelvey. 
Folks, in my estimation, and I got Scudder right, as everybody else is saying, our public lands are meant for the public benefit. That's why they were set aside. They're not meant to churn out air pollution and greenhouse gases when they frack and, and use them to other, all of us. I think this administration, and I don't have anything love or hate for either one, but the Biden administration really needs to get the rest of these laws reversed and get the reckless industry out of the handout business, which is what we do still right now with people in the petroleum business, including the largest corporations. Well, for a real jump to a different subject, but what I'm doing every week is I'm I control all my incoming, I have New Science Magazine, AAAS Magazine, a couple environmental, uh, I call them rags, and that's where most of this information comes from. So something else I got, came across that I think should at least be mentioned on a show like mine, I've always talked about this. I actually, if you go to bruce.dooley.com, I have whole quarters of my show about the fact that I don't think much of deodorants and other things on your body. Well, now, the Old Spice Company and the Secret Deodorant Company have have to recall a bunch of their products because of an over-cancer risk. In a sentence, before I give you a rough idea where to look and figure it out, all that happened is they found out there's super elevated levels of benzene in these sprays. And guess what? Benzene goes right through your skin. And guess what? Benzene is a known carcinogen. I was actually going to give you a listing, but I took a look at it and there's just too many products. Basically all the Old Spice and basically all of the secret products. If you want to know the actual listing, because if you use them, they recommend you quit, you can go to aarp.org. ARP.org, you know who that is? And they, they're the ones where I found this particular well. It was actually brought to my science magazine through, uh, thanks to AARP magazine. By now, probably you're not be able to find any more because retailers have been asked to remove the recalled products from their store shelves. Meanwhile, no other Old Spice or Secret products, okay, will be coming out till each one is checked for the impact that it might do to your body over long time use. And for those of you who want to take the time to do it, consumers that did purchase these recalled sprays and products, you can throw them out and request a refund. Old Spice and Secret customers can apply for a reimbursement on their respective websites. Okay, for any other questions, you actually have a number you can call. I'm going to do it, but you'll have to, it's easier to go to arp.org. 888 339-7689 and that'll get you to a, a med watch that will connect you to whatever it takes to get your money back and whatever and I'm not trying to make an alarm thing out of it. Uh, if you want to know, I can give you a quick rundown on the effects of being um, infected, I guess is the word, with benzene. And it's, this is why it's difficult. It almost sounds like it you would warn you of a lot of things. Drowsiness, dizziness, headaches, heartbeat change, confusion if it's really heavy. And of course, with benzene, at high levels, it'll kill you. Might also add here that the, when I tell people about even stories about glues and paints, furniture wax, detergents, uh, they all have benzene in them, some at levels as high or higher than this deodorant, but most of these you don't intentionally put on your body. 
you're actually taking something and putting it on your body that we know goes through your skin that's a known carcinogen. Makes you wonder why they're even allowed to do that, don't it? Either way, thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters. I'm always at bruce.dooley.com, B-R-U-C-E dot D-E-U-L-E-Y.com. Organicmatters.info will pull it up if you walk through the internet a little bit. And you can always write me at natureapproved at yahoo.com. Natureapproved at yahoo. Thanks for staying tuned.